Business Podcast, a resource for collective action in a time of crisis. We started this pop-up podcast to help entrepreneurs and business owners build resilience. We're going to be sharing concrete advice to get through the very real challenges around COVID-19, and we're also going to facilitate space to come together as a wider community so we can support and encourage each other. I am your host today. My name is Sonia Simone. And I blog and give advice and have some resources for you at Remarkable Communication. This episode of Resilient Business FM is brought to you by the Slow Business Adventure. And you can grab their free digital magazine by pointing your browser to slowbizfix.com. So let's jump into it. So something I have been seeing in client conversations, in Facebook group conversations, is this question of how to balance the need for having a a message, a marketing message that addresses the pandemic without giving up on that initial reason you got into business in the first place. So Sometimes it feels inauthentic or not true to ourselves to have a message that addresses COVID because that's not what we do. That's not the kind of business we have. So I'm going to talk about that today. And we're going to start with a principle that your marketing has. um, It has one most important job. The one thing it must do is present an offer that someone wants to buy. And that sounds, that that might even sound kind of dumb or kind of obvious, but it is one of the biggest reasons that companies don't find customers or that all of a sudden orders dry up or that, um, you know, they're not doing the volume of business that they need to do to keep the doors open. That reason being the customers, the clients, that's not what they want to buy or it's not what they want to buy right now. So that means as an owner, as a marketer, you have to relentlessly ask yourself this question. What do my people want right now? And why do they want it right now? So what is it they want to spend money on now? And I'll give you a little bit more evergreen example of how this can work, where you have a mismatch in the offer based on timing. I have a friend who did some consulting for a big um, ice cream company, a big, like a, a, a big company, but a small chain of, of ice cream stores. And part of her advice to them was, um, you're having issues because you're just not going to sell that much ice cream in the winter. It's just like people don't really want ice cream in the winter. So they really resisted this because they felt it was their mission to make ice cream and sell it to people. They really felt passionate about that mission of ice cream and they resisted and they didn't follow it and they got some other consultants and eventually they just had to face that there was a reason that their business slowed down to nearly nothing starting around like late October every year and so now they sell things other than ice cream in the wintertime and it's made a tremendous difference in their ability again to keep the doors open. So there are companies today in 2020 that look a lot like that ice cream in January model. Um, A big one is the travel industry. You know, even if people wanted to travel and a lot of people don't, uh, they can't, right? They just can't. It's not an option. 
for a lot of people to do the traveling that they might have been passionate about. If your passion is delivering travel experiences, you have a very significant challenge right now. And one of our co-hosts for this podcast, Heather Thorkelson, she runs a polar expedition company. She is in that boat. So it's not that her people wouldn't travel if they could, because people who go on polar expeditions are very passionate, right, about polar travel. They just actually can't. Um, So her travel company is at a standstill right now, but they are doing things. They are you know, doing business positive steps. And in the next episode, I'm actually going to talk with her about what those steps are. For today, we're going to circle back to getting to that message of what people actually want right now. Because just to bang that drum one more time, your marketing can do a lot of things. There are a lot of things that messaging and communication and marketing can do to help facilitate the sale. But if you do not present an offer that people want to buy, the rest of it is just completely ineffective. It's a total waste of your time and money. You might as well just go start playing some video games or something because it will not work without that one element in place. And you've probably thought of this, but just for some food for thought, for some of the things that people do want are spending money for uh, while they're on lockdown or while they're facing this pandemic, um, distractions and things to do at home, hobbies. I have friends who have hobby businesses, fabric stores, um, quilting shops, knitting shops, um, who are going like gangbusters. My friend who runs a quilt shop is like being run right off her feet right now because she's alone in the store and she's really busy um, filling mail orders, filling curbside orders. Um, That's another thing that people are willing to work on right now is um, mail order. They're They're willing to spend money if they can do it without putting themselves at risk. So there are some restaurants that are keeping themselves in business by doing a lot more takeout and really shifting what they're, um, you know, what they're selling, what they're packaging and how they package it. Um, Ways to help. That's something people will spend money on right now. So there is a mask making frenzy around the world. Um, We'll see, you know, in the long run, we'll see if that was, you know, money and time well spent. But nonetheless, people are really looking for ways to help out. Of course, people are looking for ways to be more productive at home. Many people are working at home for the first time or they're working at home full time when they've only ever done it a couple of days before. Virtual experiences, people are interested in that. Could I go to the museum on my phone? You know, could I go to the zoo on my phone? That is something that people um, will spend money on and people will spend money to support businesses they love. Um, if they're asked. And that's kind of a a last resort to just ask people, hey, go ahead and place an order and we'll fulfill it when we're ready, but that might not be for months. You know, um, good luck with that, but it can work and it um, it can help you get some bills paid. The thing that these have in common, and these are certainly not the only ways that you can uh, do business right now, but you want to lead with what matters to the person spending money, not with what matters to you as a business owner. 
And that's very difficult. It's very difficult to get out of your own head. You know so much about your business. You know so much about why it's cool, your wonderful employees, your wonderful suppliers. Your customer will tend to know less about that. And to be perfectly honest, they care less about it than you do. That's that's not their job. It's your job to care about your your supply chain and your employees. You need to lead in your messaging with what matters to them. And this is where companies that have created tremendous loyalty among their customers do get a little bit of benefit, um, but you can only ride that, you know, so far. So there is a marketing maxim, you know, forever uh, that's more relevant than ever right now, which is that we need to be selling, communicating, talking about, offering what people want not necessarily what they need, although we still need to deliver what they need. What we deliver has to give them real results. It has to be real. It has to be meaningful. It has to give them a meaningful transformation. But what we talk about needs to be about 90% what they want and just maybe 10% what they need. And that's always the case, but it is more true now than it has ever been. Going back to that point about the masks, I think that, you know, the science appears to be somewhat um, mixed about whether or not people need to wear a mask, but people want to wear a mask and they want to make masks to feel like they're doing something to help out their communities. So making masks, wearing masks is something people want to do because it gives them a feeling that they can control this very difficult scenario. Do they need it? I don't know. You know, I don't know. I think there's there's good research on both sides. And just to be 1,000 million percent clear, when I talk about selling what people want and delivering what they need, I'm not talking about deceiving anybody. I'm not talking about selling them, you know, um, something red and then giving them something gray. That's not it at all. It's about communicating, even kind of over-communicating, the aspects, the facets of the thing that speak to why they want it and then delivering the whole value. So for example, if you're a coach, let's say you're a coach of any kind, uh, this might be a time when you talk about helping, you know, being there when people need you, uh, helping them with their feelings of overwhelm. If you're the kind of coach who's like, I don't do handholding, you might want to think about doing some handholding right now because people might need that. And if you do handholding, talk about it. I'm always there for my clients. Um, I'm in your corner when you feel stressed out and you're, you know, um, you're not sure where to turn. That's what people want. People want that feeling that someone's on their side. But you're still going to deliver the parts of your coaching that might not be so warm and fuzzy. You know, they're still going to get homework and you're still going to hold them accountable. And, um, you know, you're going to do the other things too. It's not that you hide that. It's that that's not what leads your marketing front and center necessarily. You know your people. You know your buyers. And it's your job to know your buyers and know what they want right now. And what they want from you might be different from what I'm thinking they want from you in the abstract. What they want is always what trumps. And you might have heard the marketing or the advertising 
axiom, sell the sizzle, not the steak. And that's what this really means. Uh, you're selling the emotional response. You're selling the feelings associated with what you deliver. And by the way, that has to do with um, B2B as much as it does with B2C or anything else. But you have to make sure, of course, that they also get the steak. In other words, they get the real thing. We sell, we include desire, we include emotion, we include feelings in our marketing because people make decisions with their feelings and then justify them um, with their logic. So we have to deliver both. We have to deliver the substance, but we have to speak to the emotional reality of the people we sell to. And you have to do that even in B2B, even in quote-unquote logical markets, because all people make decisions with feelings first. So what happens, and this especially happens in the more logic-driven markets, maybe, you know, health um, or technology, is when you lead with something they don't want, they might need it. It might be exactly what they need. It might give them a ton of benefits, but they just don't want it. Then you have something that I call broccoli ice cream. So it might be super, super healthy. It might give them a ton of benefits, but they don't want it. And it doesn't matter how useful it is. They're not going to want it and they're not going to buy it. People will not buy what they do not want. That's why it's so hard to sell life insurance and it's so easy to sell big screen televisions. So if you have that broccoli ice cream product, uh, life insurance is kind of one of those. People, all we all need it, but we don't really want it. Um, you have to figure out a way to frame it in a way that speaks to an emotional benefit in your customer. And for life insurance, it's really about protecting your family, taking care of your family, and be, knowing that they're going to be okay no matter what happens. You have to speak to that. And not speaking to that, either selling something people just don't want, or framing it in a way that they can't connect it to what they care about is absolutely hands down the number one reason that I've seen in students, in clients, in, you know, aspiring business owners and groups, why they're not making sales. And if you don't make sales, you cannot keep the doors open. And people who don't like marketing or don't feel like they're good at marketing and selling, I think a lot of times they think it's because it's about not being truthful about what we offer. And that's a, couldn't be further from the truth. Um, never, ever lie in your marketing. It's one of my absolute top one rules. Never, ever lie in your marketing. Um, it's not about lying at all. It's about having the conversation people want to hear from you when they want to hear it and then delivering the totality of what they can really use. It's never about lying. So I want to wrap up um, with a couple of thoughts about where we are and where we're going. And I've seen some conversation about something. Some people are calling it the 30 days of joy. Uh, this is very time specific. I am recording this in early May 2020. And many countries, including countries that were under very strict lockdown, are easing up on lockdown. And that might be a good idea, and it might not, and I don't know, you know, speaking from this point. Um, there is going to be a lot of jubilation. There's going to be a lot of relief in feeling like, 
you know, um, we're going to be able to get out for walks and we're just going to be able to do things we haven't been able to do. So I want to speak to that a little bit. And the first thing is um, maybe a little bit of a bummer, but I think we need to be honest with ourselves. We're not out of the woods. It's not done. We are a long way from a vaccine. Um, we're a long way from, you know, a really robust cure. So um, let's not let our relief swamp our good sense. You know, stay safe. Keep yourself safe personally. Don't do things that are risky. And, um, you know, we do have to find that balance. And where that balance is going to be, nobody knows. This is quite an unusual event. Even for a pandemic, it's quite unusual. So we have to find the balance, but um, be sure and continue to think about your safety and the safety of your community and the safety of your clients and your customers. We really just are in this environment where we just don't know. So an odd resource that I want to share with you guys, um, and it seems a little weird, but the number one thing I think I have found, the number one tool for addressing this kind of situation where you're not sure um, the news might not be good. Some of the news is not going to be good. We know that, right? Uh, the number one tool I found is mindfulness practice and especially mindful mindfulness practice where you can lighten up your attachment to things, you know, always being great all the time. So there are many places you can get um, meditation lessons and mindfulness practice. There's a ton of apps. Many of them are free. Um, So I would encourage you to pursue that if you've ever had any curiosity. Now, I'll give you a a kind of an odd one. The best one that I've found is actually a resource for insomnia. It's called The Sleep School. And they have a website at thesleepschool.org. I am not an affiliate for them. I do not make any money from them. And it is not a free resource. It's not very expensive. I think it's $7 US a month, um, but it's not free. But their little course on mindfulness and on, um, you know, detaching from your feelings and learning to be maybe a somewhat more neutral observer of your feelings, it's like one of the best that I found, including lots. And I've spent lots of time doing traditional Buddhist meditation and all kinds of things. So if, um, if you're having trouble sleeping, or maybe even if you aren't, uh, you might check them out. It's called Sleep School. They have an app. The app is just like little videos and, and then very short nine or ten minute uh, meditation recordings. So I have found it very good. Um, if not that, I really would encourage you, see if you can find a practice to just spend five, ten minutes a day um, on a mindfulness practice and practice being at peace with the whole thing, the good, the bad, the ugly, the joyous, um, it all comes together. And that can really help you survive these crazy ups and downs that we're all going through. And as I mentioned earlier, um, next episode, I'm going to be talking with Heather Thorkelson about some examples, her company and some other examples of companies that have made a shift, maybe not a complete pivot, but certainly a shift in how they do what they do. They might be serving a new market um, or delivering their product in a different way, and they're staying true to their original mission, but they're still getting the bills paid. So I think we have four examples in the next episode of how that's going to happen. Um, Really interesting conversation.
Uh, my co-host today, by the way, if you can hear, is my little pug dog, Lyra. If you hear a little snoring, every day is bring your dog to work day right now. So um, I hope you can just enjoy her little sounds for what they are. Uh, we love it. Of course, if you can um, share this podcast, uh, like it on your favorite platform, help us get the word out to other business owners so that they can um, get some resources, get some ideas about keeping their doors open as well. If you would like to join us inside our private Facebook community, you can do that. Uh, if you go to resilientbusiness.fm in your browser, that will magically bring you to the spot where you can sign up for an email list. Um, not a ton of pitches or offers in any way, but just some resources, a couple of things, mostly free, possibly a couple of paid things, um, possibly a couple of offers that we put together, um, and access to our Facebook group, which is a private group just for the people who listen to this podcast. And that's where you can talk about maybe your business idea or get some support and get some, um, get some others who are going through what you're going through. So if that sounds useful, we would love to see you there. And in any event, please keep yourself safe and go do great things. Thank you so much for your time and for your attention. And we'll see you next time. Take care. Take care.